This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment, and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome to Tuesday's episode. This one is a different one because I previously recorded this on Dr. Tracy's podcast. It's called I Am Not Your Shrink. She is also with Podcast Nation, which is fun. So she released it a while back, and it was always a plan for me to release it on the mom room as well. And I just never got around to it. I pre-recorded all my episodes for the summertime and now summer's over. I have no more episodes recorded. So I was like, ah, I'm going to post or not post, but release the episode that I have with Tracy because it is incroyable. That's incredible in French, and it's perfect timing because Tracy and I have our live event in Toronto on September 12th. This will be out September 5th, so if you're in the Toronto area and you want to hear more of this kind of talk, this conversation, get some tickets, and we will see you at the event on September 12th. I believe it is at an art gallery in the distillery district. If you Google Eventbrite Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, it'll pop up. September 12th is special because that is when her book is being released. It is called I Didn't Sign Up For This. A couple's therapist shares real life stories of breaking patterns and finding joy in relationships, including her own. So if you ever read the book, Good Night Monster. Oh my God, is that what it's called? No, Good Morning Monster. Is that what it's called? Anyways, it's like a therapist retelling some of her most memorable clients, their stories. So, 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 so good. But the unique thing about Tracy's book is that, first of all, it's completely different because it's about marriages and romantic relationships. But she also dives into her own marriage, which I cannot wait to read it. Not that I'm creepy and I'm like, oh, I want to know what happened in her marriage. But, you know, it's always nice to know people that you respect and you admire, like maybe they've gone through similar things that you have and it validates your own experiences. So I'm very excited to read it. I cannot wait for our event. This episode we recorded after the viral TikTok that I made where I was talking to Tracy in a previous episode about my husband making pancakes on Saturday morning. 
it broke the internet, let's say. And so she wanted to do a whole episode and dive into the specifics of what was going on in that situation. And I'm telling you, if you have kids, if you have a partner, this episode is for you. So relatable, so valuable, so much great information. I'm really good at like explaining these unique situations that we find ourselves in. And then Tracy does like the psychology part of it and really validates how we all feel and these little things that we go through on a daily basis that sometimes we can't really, you know, it's hard to explain, but you're like, I'm really friggin' annoyed right now and I don't really understand why. She will explain it for you. So anyways, please enjoy this episode with Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, and I hope that we will see you on September 12th in Toronto. Your episode, so for people who haven't listened, this is episode three, oh, episode two on season three, has been one of the top, well, right now we're in season four, but your episode about sleeping in separate rooms has been one of the top downloaded episodes. Wow. And that is because people are like, we just need to know, is it okay? Can we do this? And yeah, I I just really want to say thank you for that conversation because I know I got so many messages saying thank you so much for normalizing this experience. Mm -hmm. I think people feel like shame, embarrassed. They don't tell other people because they worry what other people are going to think. But then when you put it out there, just in a casual way, like I do, you see comments roll in. That's like, me too, me too. Oh my God, me too. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let me have this me too moment with you and which is our conversation today. And I think it's a really specific piece around the mental load that sometimes people don't even identify what it is. And then also, I don't think our partners understand it. So this is your pancake gate. and. I remember seeing, I don't know if it was a real, I can't remember what it was, but you're talking about why you didn't want your husband to make pancakes on Saturday. On Saturday morning. On mm-hmm. Saturday morning. And I remember being like, me too. Yeah. Do you want to give the like short of it? I'll give the context of where I was at during that time. Yes. Um, so this was during quarantine where this all kind of came about, which is where a lot of what I talk about And situations and the examples that I give are from quarantine. Because in my mind, during quarantine, I was basically a stay-at-home mom. My husband was working outside of the house because he's a physician. And I was home with Milo. He was 18 months old all day. And just acknowledging where you were in your world even before that. Like you had just finished your dissertation. You defended your dissertation three days before the world shut down. He He was in daycare. daycare. Yes, right. It was like I had a A different life completely. So the reason I'm so passionate about a lot of these topics is because I think it's so generalizable to so many stay-at-home moms. And I just feel for them because for the most part, people are like, I can't not like complain, but I can't basically say, for example, with the pancakes, I can't say I don't want you to make pancakes because what that's implying is that I don't want to do the childcare anymore. And like, <gasps> like moms can't say that, you know, like you want to break from doing childcare or like you don't want to be next to your child. Like what's wrong with you? Right. So it's this like inherent script and messaging that women receive that you should always want to be with your children and not always beside them, but that you should also be joyful and happy and loving every moment. 
Exactly. So what would happen during quarantine, my husband would work during the week, I was home with Milo. And then all of a sudden, Saturday morning rolls around. And I'm like, yes, like, finally, I have another adult, like my husband's going to be home, like things are looking up, like my day is going to be completely different from the Monday to the Friday. But it wasn't because I would, we would wake up, come downstairs, have coffee for like five minutes. And then my husband would get up and start doing stuff around the house, whether that be making pancakes, going downstairs and putting laundry in, going in the garage, doing recycling. And in my mind, I'm sitting there irritated now and I'm annoyed. And I'm like, okay, Renee, like, let's try and understand why you're feeling this way. Because on paper, he's doing really good things. Mm. You know, I always get met with like, oh, my God, I wish my husband would yes. make pancakes. I wish, you know, and it's like, let's not that's do not the, the comparative. Yeah, let's not do the comparative suffering, right? Everybody has their different experiences. Yeah. And, and you in that moment, which, you know, I, I can relate to, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my own version of the pancake one after, but this is, this is that moment where it's like, what, what what just happened? Where where did my co-parent go? And how did I end up being parent A? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Default parent. Default, like she felt. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a conversation about it. And then it was a non-issue. But in his mind, like he didn't understand, you know. But really, when you're doing childcare tasks basically 24-7, Monday to Friday. On Saturday, it would be nice if you could do something else, you know? For example, I just wanted to sit there and have a coffee. Maybe my husband, he wasn't home doing childcare tasks all week. So he doesn't feel the same way because he got to have his half hour commute on the way to work every morning to have his quiet coffee in his car while he drove. Whereas to me on Saturday morning, I just want to be able to chill and have coffee. And if he's off in the house doing other stuff, I can't do that now. So it's like, what was my need in that moment? It was not for him to make pancakes. <laughs> mm. It's interesting when we even think about needs versus expectations, right? Like, it, and this is even part of that conversation where in some ways your partner was meeting expectation of the, let's be equal partners. Let's, you know, he's not just going to be on the couch saying, well, Renee, dishes are all you. You go do the dishes, you go do the recycling, you make the pancakes. So in some ways, someone could argue, well, he's meeting expectation, which I think that's what a lot of people backfired on you. Yeah. Or not backfired, but a lot of people fired back to you, which was like, why can't you be grateful? He's making pancakes. But it's the expectations are much different than needs and Mm -hmm. desires and wishes. And you had such a different need on Saturday morning. Yeah. A hundred percent. Did he ever tell you what his internal drive was behind the five minute coffee up pancakes up laundry up. I don't know. I'd just be curious if you guys ever went into that. He is an acts of service kind of person, Mm. like beyond. Okay. And in the majority of situations, it's absolutely fantastic. And I'm so appreciative, you know, but in some situations, like you were saying, the expectation or how he wants to provide for me or like do something for me, it doesn't match up with what my need is in that moment. So it's my responsibility to let him know instead of being grumpy and irritated and 
giving him attitude, we just had a conversation. And of course, to him, he was like, wait a minute, like, you don't want me to do laundry? I was like, no, <laughs> like, just go sit down, please. <laughs> like, I want you to do go. laundry with the 18 month old attached to your hip <laughs> yeah. while I'm two floors above with hot coffee yes. in my book and earplugs in and the door is locked. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you could do the laundry and do the childcare. Yes, that's what I want and need. Yeah. And so what we started to do was, and this made a world of a difference, was kind of on Friday, lay out what both of our expectations were for the weekend. And I've talked about before, like Saturday afternoons during quarantine in the summer, he would go out and mow the lawn. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, I have been in the house, literally in the house all week with Milo. And now I'm back in the house, you know, for a couple hours while he's mowing the lawn. So if we laid out what both of our expectations were for the weekend, like for me, you know what, I would really like to clear out my closet and bring some stuff to the donations. And like, there were things around the house that I thought were a priority as well that I couldn't get done during the week while watching an 18 month old. Yes. And similarly, maybe to him washing the car, cleaning the inside of the car is a priority. So, okay. On Friday, let's both kind of discuss like, what are some things you wanted to get done this weekend? What are some things that I wanted to get done this weekend? And then what are things that we want to do together as a family? So that you kind of have like a loose plan for the weekend. And so it's not just like you're blindsided, like all of a sudden he's up and out the door and mowing the lawn. And I'm like, Ugh, mm. I wanted to go for a walk or, you know, it, it cascades the fight though, right? Because then he comes back inside lawns mode and he's happy and he's like, oh, I did the thing for the house. And you're like, I want to go for a walk. And he says, well, you didn't tell me. And you're like, well, you should know, right? Like there's all of these different layers that then play out between us. Yeah. The reason why I connected so deeply with your pancake story was because of my experience with Greg. So this was before the term mental load was really hot and center on social media when my son was born. Mm -hmm. And I remember he would have maybe two days off. They often weren't on the weekends because he was mandated to work on the weekends. So doing some shift work. And I remember he'd be home and it's so clear for me. It's like this one sunny day in the summer and it's approaching nap time. So first, who's managing the clock? Me. I'm managing the clock. I'm looking at my son. I'm holding him. Okay. Cause he, I don't know, must be maybe two months at this point. And then I'm thinking, okay, so I, am I doing nap time? Oh, great. I have to be the holder of nap time. So I'm literally like, Greg, where are you? I can't find you. Nowhere to be found. I end up putting my son down to bed, go back into the living room. I'm like, where is he? And then he walks by the front window. He's got his earbuds in pushing mm. the lawnmower. <laughs> Yeah, just getting a suntan, listening to a podcast. <laughs> and and yeah. I, I love what you said about, and, and I mean, in all of our growth, you know, having children really catapults you into these conversations. I, I, I was like, what are you doing? How could you? Why, are you? why are you cutting the grass of all the things? And of course, because that's his time off. He's thinking, what is my to-do list? When can I get this done? And, and I'm pretty sure when he came back in, he said, I saw a window. So I just thought I would get out there. And I'm pretty sure I had thought he just went out to bring out the trash or to grab something. And I expected him to come back in and so that we could share the parenting duties. But he just 
saw the window and took it. And I, and I couldn't be mad at him for doing that because like you had said, our expectations were just not clearly communicated between us. And neither one of us knew what we needed or wanted in that point. And I don't know if you relate to this as well. It sounds like you probably will. In quarantine, I started to notice that I was always the one, like, for example, he just went outside and started cutting the grass. My husband would do the same. He would just go in the basement, start doing laundry. And I'm like, you know, 15, 20 minutes go by. And I'm like, what is like, where did he go? But on the flip side, I would never do that. Like, Mm. I would be like, why not? I'm going to go have a shower. Okay, I'll be back in like... 10, 15 minutes, you know, I, I have to make this big announcement to the entire household (laughs) that I am going to be leaving the room and I am not going to be watching Milo. And this is when I shall return. So you know what I mean? And whereas he never felt the need to do that. Now I'm not saying this is a him problem. This is likely a me problem. Because when I brought that to his attention, he was like, yeah, but you could do that. Like, obviously, I'm going to be watching our child. You know what I mean? This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. 
Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the Biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. It is, again, that she felt parent, though. It, it is the internalized beliefs that we grow up having. And these are often messages that we don't even know that we've received, but mm-hmm. maybe we saw it on TV. I mean, we definitely saw it on TV. Have you guys, did you, have you and Milo watched Sing? No. Sing? No? Oh, add it to the list. It's, it's such a cute one. It's so cute. <laughs> but there's this like perfect example of the two pigs. They're actually animals and the mental load is so blaring right there. It is this daddy pig who like comes in numb every day, puts down his briefcase and falls asleep on his wife and has not, no idea that she's even gone joining mm. this concert. It's just this internalized belief. Nobody ever said to us, you have to always be with the kids. But we get this message from watching shows, from society, from our parents, but also even biologically, right? Because Mm -hmm. we had that protection with our baby for nine months. We were always the ones there watching. So in some ways, I think there's like this evolutionary biological perspective there of you are always there. I love that you bring that up, Renee, because what's interesting is that you have the quarantine experience and the pandemic with you, and I don't, as having both of my children. They were born beforehand. With my first, I remember struggling to do that. I would I would say, hey, you, you on? Because I want to go have a shower. And then when my second, so the experience is the same, even though you were during the pandemic and I was not with her first, with my second... I actually learned to become, I called myself the shower ninja. And Greg would be like, did you have a shower? I'm like, oh yeah, I did. He's like, oh, like you didn't tell me. I'm like, I saw a window and I left. And and I think because at that point we had started to have those conversations of, I'm not going to be the default parent here. I'm going to see that you're there and I'm going to sneak away because we're both responsible. Of course, that depends on age and context and who's doing what at what point. But I think that is such a common experience that somehow we have to ask permission to go do what we want, but our partners don't. That's when I started to, I remember the first TikTok that I made and it was like highlighting that it was like me pretending to be my husband and just like when my husband has to go pee, like he just like gets up and goes. And then it was like, when I have to go pee, I'm like telling everybody, you know, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And yeah, since since then, like, it's something that I have to be aware of, and I work on it. And now that Milo's four, to be honest, it's like a whole new life, because he can just be independent. And I can go have a shower while he's watching a show on my bed, or like, Mm -hmm. it's like a different world now. But back then, not so much. 
I know something that people will commonly say to me is, I don't know how to communicate this with my partner. And I'm, I'm curious how that unfolded for you guys, because it takes two people and it also takes yeah. how you decide to show up in that moment. I've always been one to think things through before I bring something to him. So I'm I'm not reactive in the moment. I'm very self-aware. So I used to give the example of being grumpy when he would come home from work in quarantine. Even though I wanted him to come home, then all of a sudden he would come home and I was like, why am I so irritated? I never react in the moment. I don't like give him attitude or anything. I usually try and figure out why I feel that way. And usually it's something that seems really simple, but it can feel awkward or like it's awkward to bring it up in conversation because it's like, like with the pancake thing on Saturday morning, it was hard for me to verbalize. Like, I don't want you to make pancakes. Well, why? Mm. Because I don't want to watch Milo, like be the only one watching Milo because again, it triggers this thing that's like, I shouldn't be saying this. Like I should just, you know, so this my husband around, is, I should be grateful though, right? Like I should be happy with what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, it can be difficult as a woman just in the first place to express a need. Like just that is extremely difficult. And we're, most of us are people pleasers and, you know, it's it's all of this stuff that we have to kind of break through and just be honest. And for me, my husband is super receptive to things that I say, and he can see it. Like once you explain it, he he can understand like, oh, okay. And then you can kind of work on how to make changes. But it can be hard to to bring it up, especially if you have been doing the same thing like day in and day out and you've just kind of like built up resentment, like you've let it get to be like a little bit out mm. of hand or it's grown like the issue, yes. then I can see where it would be difficult and it's going to be a shock maybe to them, you know? Yes. When it comes to resentment, we don't get to just the, the key to tackle that is you can't just kind of whoa, let the whole, like the pot of boiling water explode all over the kitchen or the pot of sauce, right? Like, you know, we can't do that. And we can't go to our partners then saying like, I resent you that you go to work every day and right. Like that also doesn't feel good and move us forward. And it's the, it's those smaller pieces of being able to offload these pieces, whether it's about finding a way to meet your own need or having them step in to meet some of that as well. I'm really glad you brought that up because I know so many people feel really stuck in terms of where do I go from here? It's been so long. I've been conditioned to please others and care for others and put my needs last. And even just that simple piece right there of just pause, your partner gets home, you're grumpy and annoyed, just instead of, you know, snapping at them or making a snide comment or whatever it is, just pause and be really curious about what's happening there for you. And sometimes that pausing doesn't mean you're even going to talk about it that day, mm-hmm. but then letting it unfold and seeing what's going on for you. And because I think something that you did really well there, Renee, 
is like, you talked about your experience. Like, this is me. It's not like you're so awful. How dare you make pancakes? Yes. And this is how, like, whenever I talk about these things on social media, you often get met with things like that. Like, for example, oh, like I was irritated when he would come home from work. Whoa, what? You don't want him to work? Then you go work then. And it's like, okay, like, back it up. I'm not saying that I want our situation to change. I'm not saying that it should be different. I understand why our situation is the way it is. He's a surgeon. I just finished school. Like I get why we're in this situation. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want it to change. All I'm doing is explaining how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling that way. And perhaps there's a way that we can make small changes to alleviate that. And so that both of our needs are being met and we're both happy, you know, it's the, cause you're hitting on some internalized shame from the other person. And so I always say to people, separate it out, right? Your partner has a feeling in need. It's not about you. It's not about your worthiness, right? Like, so, so you go to your husband and you're like, I don't want you to make pancakes because holy crap, I really need some time for me. He doesn't, well, this is, this is what tends to happen in our relationships, right? The other partner says, oh, so what? You're, I'm a bad partner. Oh, I can never get anything right for you, right? Oh, you just make breakfast. Forget it. I'm out of here. And like, they storm out, right? And you're like, wait a minute, hang on. What just happened there? <laughs> like, I just, I just didn't want pancakes. I wanted to have 10 minutes of coffee with my book I know. and whatever. And, and now, now he thinks I'm a bad part. Now he thinks I'm saying I'm a bad, like, no, 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 hang on. Right. And we need to separate those pieces your partner. And like, so if this lands in the other person's ears by chance, this message is for you that if your partner comes to you and says, I need help with the dishes, I don't want you to make pancakes, please. Can you, you know, do whatever it is. Let me mow the lawn. Right. I'm not saying anything about your worthiness and your enoughness. Like you're good and I have needs. Yeah, I know. It's shocking. And often like I, talk a lot about these really like nuanced situations that where like I feel irritated for example perfect example the reel I just posted about my husband like getting ready to leave the house and he's like do you need anything from Walmart I'm going to I'm going to Walmart (laughs) and and I know I know this one (laughs) and so the whole like if people haven't seen it, the whole point of it was like, I get so irritated in a situation like that and stressed out because I feel like I have to mentally scan the entire house, the fridge, like the, like, do what do we need from Walmart? Because this is the last time we will ever get to go to Walmart ever in our whole life. Like, that's what it feels like to me. So, or it'll again, be so, so hard for you to get there that you won't. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like you've got to like do it perfectly I need everything do not forget anything (laughs) and so I I made just quickly a TikTok a reel about that situation how irritated it makes me and stressed out and people like again this is I I wouldn't expect my husband to not ask me if I needed anything like that's just the right thing to do. I do it to him all the time. Like I'm at mm-hmm. Foodland or wherever. Do you need anything? Mm-hmm. That's that's not the thing. This is a me problem. But so many people want to be like, oh my God, like 
and completely blame him or or think that I'm like a toxic person. Like, what's the matter with you? Like, you're so negative. And I'm like, this is just a nuanced human experience. And like, I am being very self-aware and understanding why that question stresses me out. It's mm. not his fault. It's just, you were this is what's happening. And, and, and this is why. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... You know, we're just living life in the world, and this is something that happens sometimes. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You weren't putting fault on him. Like he shouldn't ask you, how dare he? It was the, my experience is I get so annoyed and irritated at this, which is a completely different message, right? And you yeah. know, it's, it's interesting. These, the reels you put out are so relatable because we all experience it in some way. It, it, it's the humanness that connects all of us, mm-hmm. right? That the reality is there's often one person, often the female, who holds the mental load and is working 90 hours a week, right? Like we see that from the research with the second shift and all the things. And so a benign question that is well-intentioned from your partner is just hitting on the reality that you have I want to say like a well of unmet needs, but I don't think that's quite right. It's more of like this, this overwhelming backpack bursting at the seams of bricks on, on top of you. And that Mm. small little question is just one more thing, right? It's actually Greg Greg had, had asked me something there night. He's like, Oh, where's the, and I just looked at him. He's like, I will go find it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) Because he caught himself. Right. Which is the, it's an innocent often not malicious behavior of, of being a team. So I I think what you're trying to say there is acknowledging the me part and how I'm annoyed at it, but then coming to it as a we solution, which could be, you know, having, I I had commented on that real of yours saying like, yes, we use, well, actually what we used to do is we would like be like, I'm just throwing it out into the universe that we're all out of tinfoil. And then like whoever was doing whatever at the time is like, what did they throw out to the universe? (laughs) 
not was not effective because our brain power and the number of times we're going to the grocery store and you know, oh, we forgot tinfoil. Does a neighbor have it? We use it's called Google Keep now. And other people were saying, like, yes, I can just say, hey, Google, add tinfoil to the yeah, to the list, which I mean, yeah, we we sometimes need systems. And then the other piece that you had said earlier, I think we should really hit on it, is that Fridays you both meet and say, what does it look like this weekend? Which is eliminating unmet expectations and yes. also operating your relationship like a really good team. Think of how mm-hmm. many times we meet with our business partners all the time, yeah. every week. Yeah. Like, what are we doing this week? Like, what's on the schedule? You know, instead of just waking up Saturday morning and you both have these expectations for Saturday that don't jive. And now Mm -hmm. someone's going to be upset, you Mm -hmm. know? So definitely recommend. Just finding that way to come together, right? So how can we then have this meeting? And I think sometimes what people will often say when I talk about have a daily meeting with your partner or a weekly meeting, they'll say, oh no, my partner's never on board for that. They don't want to. It doesn't have to be this formal I have, you know, agenda items A through Z today, but rather, you know, what's your wish for this weekend? And you're just kind of, maybe you're finishing the dishes or you're sitting down before you turn on your favorite show and just put it out loud so that you can both. And what I like about that, Renee, and it's so important is that you get to see a little bit of the inside of that person rather than some point on the weekend. They're like, oh, I got to run out to get X, Y, Z. And you're like, but, but I I thought that I'd get out for my walk and that I was going to do the thing now and sort through the clothes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you can make a plan like, oh, you were going to run to Walmart. Well, why don't we all go for lunch before that? And then we'll stop at Walmart when we're done. It's like just becomes so much more efficient. Even now, like I started going to Pilates. So my husband always has to go to the hospital Saturday mornings. So we make a point like I'll go to the earlier class. If he has to go to the hospital, then I'll come home he can go to the hospital, come back. And then it's like just having a plan so everybody can get things done that they want to get done and you can do things as a family. Yeah, that plan and flexibility. One of my mental load reels took off both on TikTok and Instagram. And it's like when your partner asks you, how can I help? Which is similar to the, do you need anything at Mm -hmm. Walmart, right? And the comment that often came back was like, oh, I can never do it right or I can't get it perfect or just this, a lot of stuff just gets thrown in there. Was this from men, the comments? Yeah. From men? Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh That's like another mental load thing that people talk about a lot. Like, how can I help? And you don't necessarily want to have to delegate tasks. You want someone that is an equal partner. Because once you're now delegating what you want someone to do, there's another thing under your like umbrella of, you know, now you're managing another person. And oftentimes I think moms would just be like, oh, it's easier for me to just do it than to sit here and explain how to do it, which is why I always say, if you can't up and leave your house for like three days, Mm-hmm. And and your partner can just like, you know, step into your role and take over, then there's a problem. Yes. And I remember I got this comment the other day. It was around this situation. And she was like, sometimes with our schedules, 
it was about being the default parent with our schedules and his work and blah, blah, blah. Like I do most of the childcare tasks because that's just what works for our family situation. And I was like, I get that. I'm in a similar situation. When my husband's here, it's 50-50, but he works a lot. So oftentimes, you know, like I drive my little school every day. Like I do some things every day. But the difference is I can leave and I have left. Like I was away for 10 days in November. I did not do one thing to prepare for me leaving. I packed my suitcase and I went to LA for 10 days and my husband did everything so he can easily step into my shoes, Mm -hmm. you know? And like a lot of people say like, well, he does, you know, shovels the driveway. He does the yard stuff. He does this. And I do all like the childcare stuff. Perfect. But if he were to up and leave, you could easily step into his role. It doesn't, you know, it's not rocket appliances to like shovel a driveway and do that stuff. Like we can easily step into their role. Mm. Can they step into your role? Do they know the children's routines? Do they know what they eat? Do they know, like, do they make their meals, give them bath time, bedtime? Like, can they comfort them when they're upset? Like, that's the important piece. Like, can they step into your shoes? So that's my spiel on that. So I asked Greg to teach me how to mow the lawn before kids, yes, actually, before I too. turned 30. Before I turned 30, I said, I feel like this is the life skill I need in my 20s. We grew up in a family where my father didn't want his two daughters Same. to mow the lawn, right? So, okay, we didn't. But it felt like a life skill for the reason of if Greg were to ever leave for an X amount of time and the grass is starting to get a little long and the neighbors are walking by, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I love that you said that because you also said something in there that I, I want to repeat, which is, when he's here, it's 50 50. Mm-hmm. And it's like this respect that you show up that we're both contributing in here. It's not a, I worked all week and mm-hmm. I brought home all the money. So then, therefore, when I get home, I'm not going to parent. I drank from that cup, but I'm not going to pick it up because I don't do dishes, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. and this is one of the common struggles that I see heterosexual couples bump into, which is that like we get into this like ego of whose work is more important and who Mm -hmm. is doing the heavier lift and who is more tired rather than being collaborative, rather than being a team and being flexible. And I just, I just had to repeat that to you. I don't know if you caught yourself saying that, like when he's here, it's 50, 50. Mm -hmm. And like the team thing, perfect example I wasn't sleeping at all last week. I had a night where I barely slept. Every once in a while, I would story on Instagram and I was like, WTF, like, why am I still awake? And it was like two in the morning, whatever. My husband got up the next morning. He probably watched my stories, saw that I didn't sleep. He made Milo's lunch. He made Milo's breakfast. I had turned off my alarm. So I like stroll downstairs at 8 a.m. and everything's done because he knew... That I didn't sleep. And I was like, what a gem of a human. Like, that is teamwork. Like, I usually every day make Milo's lunch, give him breakfast. I do all that while my husband's getting ready for work. Mm. But on this one day, like, I didn't sleep. I was a mess. I was a zombie. He filled in. Like, that is teamwork, you know? That that is an incredible example of teamwork, of turning towards you 
of like seeing in that moment, oh, I looked at your stories. Oh, I saw you didn't sleep. You always have a choice in those moments. I could turn away and do nothing and, you know, oh, good luck. Hey, don't forget to wake up, right? I'm leaving. He could turn towards you unkindly, which is like, I can't believe you slept in and I have to make the lunches now. But instead he turns towards you, right? That's what, that's what the Gottmans talk about. Turn towards your partner, see what they're struggling with, have compassion and just, you know, you would do that for your teammate if you saw them struggling, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what happens is in couples, they build up resentment towards each other. Mm -hmm. So they don't like these acts of service and like being kind and like a teammate, like Mm -hmm. that kind of goes out the window. And so it just snowballs. Yes. So now I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, let's find our action points. Our action points here would be one, find some small need to carve out today or tomorrow. Whenever you listen to this episode, carve out a small need. And I like to remind women, mostly women listeners that if your partner's upset that you're going to go and take the shower, that's okay. They're allowed to be upset and you're allowed to take your shower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you say? What's that action? To try and not feel guilt. Mm -hmm. And like, I still struggle with this. For example, if I'm like, I was having a really bad day, really bad evening. And my husband was like, just go downstairs. Like, don't worry about bath time, bedtime, like just go downstairs. So usually I wouldn't because I feel guilty. I feel like I have to be there. Like it's odd for me to just go into another room, go down in the basement, start watching a show when I know my husband is upstairs, like doing bath time and bedtime. Like that's really hard for me. But that is something that I would stress to people to work on is like, Mm -hmm. like you just said, go and do it and it's okay. Like, Mm -hmm. I always have to remind myself of that. So I did end up going downstairs, but I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to watch my show. Like, this is okay. Like, I'm having a difficult day. This is okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's the idea of doing something so many times that the discomfort ends up dissipating over time. Right. And that mm-hmm. that's what we need yeah. to do to work through guilt, to ride through it instead of listening to it, which continues to feed into it. Because every time you say, no, no, I'll stay up here. And I used to do that, Renee. I used to, you know, do the self-sacrifice, martyr myself and be like, no, I'll stay up here. No. Okay. Oh, you're doing bedtime. But then I'd clean the dishes and then I'd change the sheets and then I'd fold the laundry. And then I'm just as exhausted rather than giving yourself that full permission of, okay, I'm good. I can do this. I feel guilty and I can still do this. Yeah. And everything's going to be fine. Ah, mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.